So now we are thrilled to welcome Scott Hansen uh, to the show. Scott, how are you doing? Doing well. Good to be with you. Good to be with you all the way from Los Angeles. That is that is really cool. It's really late here, but we are so excited. Uh, so it wasn't a problem at all to stay up. Um, so firstly, tell us, uh, you've been to Germany this year um, in the off season. So how was that? Did you enjoy your visit? I did. I 100% enjoyed it. In fact, I spent my birthday in Germany uh, as nice. part of a little goodwill tour for the NFL, which is obviously sending over the Seahawks and the Buccaneers to play in the regular season. They wanted the red zone guy that everybody you know watches on Sundays in Germany to head on over and kind of see meet with German fans, see some of the German cities and uh, get get people fired up for the season. So, yeah, I was over there in the last week of June, uh, got to Munich and Frankfurt and then a couple of different places around Munich as well, uh, just for tourism. And it was a great trip. It was a great trip. Great to see the stadium as well. So it was mm -hmm. fun. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I am from Munich, so uh, I love the city as well. And um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, NFL Red Zone, obviously? What's the biggest like positive thing about hosting the Red Zone every Sunday? Ooh, I mean, there's so much that's fun. There's so much that's challenging. Um, I would say maybe the most challenging thing is one of the most fun things, and that is to maintain focus and intensity and enthusiasm throughout the entire seven hours. Uh, it, it, you know, for all the folks watching overseas and especially in Germany, we don't go off the air until, I mean, well after midnight. What time do we finish there usually in, in Germany? It's got to be it's one o'clock in yeah. the morning. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. Yeah. You start at yeah. 7 p.m. at our time. Start at yeah. 7 p.m. Yeah. 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 So it, it, here in Los Angeles, the games begin at 10 o'clock in the morning, and then we go off the air at five o'clock in the evening, uh, Los Angeles time. But we'll have eight or nine games in the early window, and then maybe three games in the late window sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it feels kind of slow when you go from eight games to three games. And so if one or two of those games is a blowout in the late window, it can be a little challenging to maintain the focus, but that's what makes it fun because you never know in an NFL game, what, what, what game, what team, what offense, what player, what play is going to be the one that everyone's talking about on Monday. So you have to kind of maintain that focus and be able to keep your energy up because I might be calling the greatest touchdown in history 60 seconds from any given moment yeah yeah exactly so you already touched on like seven hours of hosting nfl games it's crazy but what would you say like could somebody else do your job basically that's something i ask <laughs> myself a lot of times are you submitting a resume <laughs> oh, maybe <laughs> maybe uh look at i yeah i think other people could host it what i try to do is make sure that my skill set is perfectly aligned with the demands of the job. And did, do they play, you might have your own version of it in Germany, but do they play Jeopardy, the game show over there on TV? 
Okay, no. there's a game show here mm. in the United States called Jeopardy. It's a quiz show, right? Trivia and facts. And the host of that show for the longest time in the United States was Alex Trebek. And could other people host the show? Yeah, they could have asked the questions, you know, and quizzed the, the players on the game show. But his skill set married so perfectly with the requirements of the job that Alex Trebek and Jeopardy kind of became synonymous. And that's what I hope is happening over the 13 years that I've hosted NFL Red Zone. Hopefully the audience loves it, continues to love it, and hopefully my skills still meet the demands of the job. So before that, what actually led to you being like the host or was there maybe someone helping you, advising you to, to become like the perfect person for, for that job? You know, the funny thing, there's a little story about that. When I was named the host, and it was one of the first shows back in 2009, our first season on the air, and I called up my mom, and I said, Mom, you know, I've got this new show, It's and my mom doesn't really care about football, you know, when I played football, she was always there at every game, but she doesn't really care about it otherwise, but I said, Mom, I got this show. You got to watch this show. It's going to be great. It's multitasking, following all these games. So she said, okay, great. You know, I'm happy. For so she watched the show. I called her up after the show. I said, mom, what'd you think? It's pretty cool, huh? She says, Scott, you act like I haven't seen you do this your whole life. <laughs> And she reminded me when I was a little boy, I used to watch a game in the living room Then I would drag my dad's television from his den, from his home office, into the living room so I could have two TVs side by side and have two different games on. Then if I could get a different game on the radio, this is before satellite TV and before yeah. cable and everything, I would put a game on the radio and then I'd have a magazine and a newspaper sitting on my lap with football stats and stuff on them. So she's like, Scott, you've done this your whole life. I, you know, I, it's just the same. It's just now they're paying you money to do it. And so, yeah, so I think, I think there hasn't been anyone telling me like how, how to do it so much as I love to multitask. And as an example for the audience that's watching this on video, not just listening to my voice, if I could do this real quick, that's my, oh. that's my home TV setup right over there. So nice. I have I have five <laughs> TVs on my media wall. That's a that's a well we use inches over here in the United States, but that's 75 inch screen, big one in the middle. And I got what that's a replay of the Chargers and Saints preseason game. And then I've got 50 inch TVs on the flank on the outside. And that's what I do. I just watch multiple things on my free time. I'll watch multiple things throughout a day. And I think that helps me to to host eight, nine games on an NFL Sunday. So I, I saw a video of you, how you prepare for the red zone, um, but I'm sure not everyone in the audience will, will know it. Can you take us on the process for like every week? How do you prepare for your show? Yeah, thank you. Um, so preparation is the biggest thing about red zone because it's seven hours ad-libbed and You better know the stats, the facts, the storylines, the, the injuries, the, you know, transactions that have gone on to make whatever game you're, you're broadcasting important to your audience. Uh, so I saturate my mind with 
facts, stats, figures. I think I've got an old one here. Like, so I, I'm, I'm an old school guy. I use hard copy paper here still. So like I've got my schedule grid right here. That's every game in the national football league for the next 18 weeks, you know, and I could quickly access color coded with whether it's a national TV game or whether it's a red zone game. I've got my, my final stats from last season right here where I've got quarterback stats, kickers, offense, defense, red zone, playoff brackets, uh, you know, you name it, penalties, uh, you know, leaders in rushing, receiving, uh, passing, uh, turnovers, everything right here. And I update this every single week. I will update it on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then it's go time on Sunday. So it's maybe a little bit like your favorite NFL players. They play a game for three hours on Sunday, right? And then if they're on offense or defense, they're only on the field for half of the time. So they're and, and an average NFL play is five or six seconds long. So they're only playing the game for a handful of minutes is how much they actually play from snap to whistle. But they're practicing for 40, 60, 80 hours during the week for that one game day. And that's a little bit like how I approach things for NFL red zone. And those stats, are you doing them on your own or do you have a team researching and stuff like that? It's a great question. And the answer is both. Uh, we have an amazing, an amazing research team at NFL Media led by Jeff Greenholz, who is the head of all the research department and the stats and analytics. And they send me a package. They send every, all the on-camera folks in NFL Media a, a packet on Tuesday night. Let's say it's in between you know, week four and week five on Tuesday night, they'll send us a package, hundred pages, 200 pages, whatever it is that recaps what happened on the Sunday before, and then looks ahead to everything that'll be coming up on the weekend ahead. So I start with that. Then on Wednesday, I start making my own spreadsheets. I use Microsoft Excel and make my own spreadsheets for stats that I like. And kind of put those together and end up with my my packet. And then on Fridays, I go through every individual game with any injury updates, uh, any interesting quotes that the players or the coaches made leading into the game. And then Friday and Saturday, it's all just memorization, memorization, memorization. And then hopefully I have that instant recall on Sundays when whatever scenario calls for it, I can I can add to the enjoyment of the game. So, uh, Scott, in 2022, we will have a game in Germany for the first time, which is really, really exciting. Um, can you talk to us about the potential challenges that like a broadcast team could have in taking actually broadcast overseas? Oh, well, well, the familiarity with the stadium would be the biggest thing for a broadcast team. And I'm talking about not just the people that are on camera or the voices that you hear, but the director, the producer, the technical director, the, the assistant director, all of the audio equipment, all of the camera operators, all the people that set all that up. And, and, uh, Allianz, Allianz Arena, right, is what it's yeah. called, not stadium. I'm always tempted to say stadium. Allianz Arena, and am I pronouncing that correct, right? Allianz, Allianz Arena, yeah. Uh, Allianz Arena. <laughs> I got a tour of Allianz Arena. The good folks at uh, Bayern Munich gave me a, a tour 
in June when I was there. And it's an excellent, like fine, fine stadium. You guys know that, of course. But I think that the broadcast crew will find that stadium very conducive to broadcasting an NFL game. And once they get all the technical side up and running, it should look and sound a lot like every other NFL game. Uh, maybe with a difference because the international audience cheers a little differently. Sometimes yeah. you guys got a few more of the horns, you know, that you <laughs> like, and uh, a lot more of the the scarves, you know, the banners and things. Yeah. We don't, we don't see as many of that in the United States, but the, the on-field game will sound and look a whole lot on TV, like any other good broadcast football game here in the U S so what are your thoughts about the NFL expanding to Germany? Like when you first heard about it? Well, now if you're saying expanding, like eventually having a franchise in Germany, which I'll never say never, you know, the, the travel would be the issue for a team based in Germany. Mm. But in terms of this particular game, not surprising at all to me. I mean, the NFL turns out the NFL likes money a whole lot. And the, and, and the German fans, they, they already love NFL football. And I heard that the tickets have been selling as quick mm. as they can put them online. The yes. first block of tickets was sold in three minutes, I was told, when they went online. That shows you that there are fans in Germany and then the surrounding European countries that will travel to Germany because they want to see Tom Brady in person. They want to see the Buccaneers and the Seahawks in person. They want to see an NFL football game in person. My, my guess, my expectation is this will be a big success for Germany and for the NFL. And it would not surprise me at all if after they have this success, that this becomes a regular occurrence in Germany the way it is in the UK. So something that's really interesting is that um, Tom Brady is the first quarterback to play in both or in, in North America and Mexico, the UK and now Germany, which is really, really cool. So is this kind of like a fitting end to what has been an incredible career if he might end it at some point? I don't know when, but no, no he told me that he's going to wait until they play a game in Antarctica. And ah, then sure. when they yeah. play a game in Antarctica, then he'll, then he'll call it a curse. He's got another 10, 15 years, I think, before the NFL expands over there. Uh, but no, you guys, this, this shows how serious the NFL is about Germany and the German market. They're sending the greatest player we've ever had play our mm. sport in what probably is going to be his last year or certainly could be his last year. They're sending him over there to, to, And, and the Buccaneers are a, a contender, a Super Bowl contender again this year. That shows a serious commitment and investment on the NFL's part to try and show Germany uh, the, the avid NFL fans and the casual German NFL fans show Germany what the NFL, what pro-American football is all about. Yeah, it, it would be cool. Could we possibly see like a witching hour broadcast uh, from Germany in the future? Oh, I would love it. I would love now, now that would be challenging technologically and simply because our control room and our studio here in Los Angeles mm -hmm. is configured in such a precise way. And it's never been a traveling operation the way 
you know, Monday night football, Thursday night football, Sunday night football, mm. those broadcasts, they travel and that's, they're used to being, you know, in Atlanta, in Seattle, in Miami, in Detroit, and they can move uh, easily. NFL Red Zone would be a tough broadcast to do remotely. But if it if we ever figure that out, put Germany on the list. I want I want to do one. <laughs> and you can put me in a fishbowl. You can just put up a big piece of plexiglass and just have all the fans on the other side, and they can sit there and watch the whole show from behind the scenes. And we'll put up big screens for oh, them. That and, would be and, amazing. Well, I'll tell you this. <laughs> I think I think the Seahawks. I, I don't quote me on this, but I think if it's like what they're what they do for the UK games. They put NFL Red Zone on either before or after the London game. They'll put it on like in the parking lot for fans, you know, just on TVs, not not mm -hmm. me physically there, of course. But I could see something like that. But if uh, if we could figure it out technologically, oh, I'd love I'd love to do it from from munching even if I could. So oh, yeah. with, a, with a beer in your hands. <laughs> well, I'd probably have to hold off on the beer until at the end of the show because you know the whole bathroom <laughs> break thing. So yeah. <laughs> so can you already tell us if you will be in Munich or is it still a secret or well no I can tell you for this game unfortunately I will have to be in studio here in California. So I won't be in person, but I was thrilled to have my first Germany experience here in, in June of 2022. It was great. The German fans were awesome. Uh, they needed more air conditioning in the, in the building we were in, but I learned that. And I know it was the hottest summer, like in Germany's history yeah. or something like that. So we were sweaty, but we were talking football and we had a great time. And I, I hope to come back someday. Awesome. We are so happy that you came on the show and we spoke to you. And uh, yeah, I think I can speak for every NFL fan. We love you here. We love your voice and um, all the best for the new season. Oh, thank you both so very much. And to all the German fans out there, I know you have to stay up late, mm. but trust me, Uncle Scott will make it worth it because we're <laughs> going to hit the Octobox and the Witching Hour all wrapped up in seven hours of commercial free football oh i can't wait to say that for real yes yes thank you so much see you guys thank you so much